I want to talk to you about peace tonight because I was given the task of talking about the present glory. And as I was studying the word about the present glory, the glory of God came together beautifully with the peace of God. About two years ago, um, Bishop Brett and our first lady, Cynthia, invited me and my wife to a trip to Israel. It's amazing. And in that trip, it was filled with heroes of our heroes, Bishop Brad and Cynthia and Pastor Jim and Miss Angie and all the other amazing pastors that we looked up to. So I was nervous just going to the trip. First of all, it was Israel. I was excited for it, but I was nervous as well because I wanted to behave well and I don't know what that looked like. <laughs> I was the baby in the trip and I, don't wanna, I didn't want to act like the baby. So I did some research, I Googled, like, what do you do when you go to Israel and, you know, how do you prepare for your trip, right? And Google said hydrate because it gets really dry. But the thing about hydration is when you hydrate much, you, much. One night, we went to Bethlehem, the church of nativity. And if you could show a picture that I sent, it was a beautiful church, but it was crowded very crowded before COVID. So it was, I guess, better, but it was still crowded. And I was hydrating that day. <laughs> Next to all the heroes of mine. I didn't want to act like a baby, but I really had to go. <laughs> but what was interesting, we had, we had a guide and he was a fluent, I think he was a Palestinian, but he, he, had, he always made way when there's no way. Like when there is line, they're like, it's okay, it's okay. And he's like, just follow me. And everyone's wondering, like, we're standing in queue. Why are they just going? And he's like, it's okay, it's okay. He's like, what's okay? You're acting like you own the place. And he clearly didn't own the place. He was just cutting lines and opening doors for us. Like, this is kind of weird. And I'm sure something is out of order here. We felt uncomfortable with that blessing. So I secretly went up to him and said, hey, I, I really got to go. He's like, go where? <laughs> like, go, go when you have to hydrate much and, you know, be like, okay, I got you. And he announced it to the whole group. <laughs> the point of going to someone in private is so that the conversation remind, remained very private, but it didn't. And not only that, he decided to announce it to, the, to everyone in that whole place because he said, excuse me, excuse me. And he started to say things, things in Aramaic that I didn't understand. But to me, it sounded like he was saying, this guy need to pee. This guy need to pee. Make way, make way for this guy. So he's John the Baptist and I'm going behind him. And like there's a red carpet. He's going, you know, moving through the stanchions and everything, make, making way when there's no way, right? And I'm feeling weird because I'm like a rock star because he's, you know, people are just parting like the Red Sea, right? Red carpet and everyone's staring at me, except I'm not a rock star. I'm a pee star because I'm just there to pee. <sighs> I'm still haunted to this day. <laughs> and he leads me to this private courtside that I don't think any visitor is supposed to come into. It was probably for the staff, and he leads me to this very private bathroom. So I take care of business, and I come back out, and everyone's again staring at me. And Bishop Brett is just kind of smiling at me. It's like, like that nod, like, you feel comfortable now? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> I 
we were definitely in that place, a very special place, supposedly, of the presence of God and Emmanuel and the Messiah coming. A place that was supposed to, and place where peace was declared, but inside, and you know what that feels like. I wasn't at peace for so many reasons. I was uncomfortable. And peace is so crucial to the prosperity of our soul. So very crucial. Remember in 1997, I asked God, God, I want a word. Could you give me a word? And he said, Philippians 4, 6 to 7. So I started to memorize it, and I noticed, okay, you're talking about anxiety. You're talking about do not worry. Okay, that's good. And then I start to think about that more. And I go, how can I not worry? And I'm worrying about not worrying. And then I'm worrying because I'm not worrying. And then I'm worrying because I'm worrying. And I'm just like, this is a bad cycle. God help me here. And then I noticed because God gave me that word because it was, I really needed that in that season. And I needed that word for two decades following 1997. And it was really important because it didn't only have an impact on my soul and my emotional life and a spiritual life, but my health as well. Mayo Clinic had an interesting article that I read about two years ago. Top 10 reasons why people visited uh, doctors. And t- number nine was headaches and migraines. And number six was anxiety, mental disorder, and depression. Number one was skin disorder. But in that article, they said something very interesting because when you go to see a dermatologist because you have a skin issue, they said 42.7% of the doctor in that case will, will give them an interesting way of treating a skin disease, and that is to play a tape about worry and anxiety. I found that really interesting as a pastor because you're going there, going there to take care of your skin, which is very external, isn't it? Yet they're saying, you know what? We know because we've been trying to treat you that your soul needs to be healed as well. Because, listen, we are not created to operate under anxiety and worry. God has made us to walk in peace. And our body will start to malfunction and have symptoms if we're not walking in peace. And the thing is, when the church of Jesus Christ is walking in peace, we become really, really, really attractive to the world because everyone wants peace, especially in this season. And if they see the genuine thing, they go, I want some of that. I don't know if I even agree with the whole Jesus thing, but I want that. And we become a testimony to those because we're walking in peace as God has made us. And what is beautiful in Mark 4 is this, and you know this story. There's storm raging, and Jesus was sleeping in the boat, and the disciples get scared because there's turmoil in their hearts, right? And they wake him up, and he goes, peace, be still, and calms down. And the disciples were wondering, why couldn't we do it? Well, they couldn't do it because they're men. Christ could do it because he was a son of God. But here was the other thing that we could see, right? He was at peace, sleeping. What was internal was externalized when stepped out. And I'm going to say it again. The peace that was inside Christ, when he spoke it out, the word of God was proclaimed over the creation and the creation found peace. But what about us? What about you and me? Because if you don't have peace inside of you, your spouse is not experiencing peace. What is inside of you is being expressed externally. Externally. Peace is also very important because it is our navigation system. Isn't it true that the Spirit of Holy Spirit leads us in peace? Because a lot of things Satan can try to emulate and, and you know, manipulate, but peace of God, none like it, and we know it. 
There's so many times where me and my wife, even coming to grace, that decision to come to grace, there is that peace about both of us. And when she doesn't feel peace about something, that means I am wrong. <laughs> She'll say something like, I don't know if I feel really comfortable with it yet. And I go like, okay, I think she's saying I'm wrong. And she is right. <laughs> and we'll wait because the character of God is patient and kind. So we don't force someone's peace, but we wait for that unity alignment of peace. The person or people that God has sent around us, if we're in harmony and peace about any decision, we know that it's the spirit of God because us, our depraved hearts, don't create that. So it's a great navigation system. We need peace because God came to give us peace. That's his desire and design for us. Then I want to leave you with one thought tonight. How do we enter that peace this Christmas? If you're taking notes, this is what you want to write down. Heart for the glory of God knows the peace of God. The desire and the heart for the glory of God. If your heart has the desire for the glory of God, you'll find the peace of God. Verse 9, we visit it again. Matthew 2 verse, um, Luke 2 verse 9. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them. And note this. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And verse 8 says something very interesting, that the shepherds were in the dark. It was cold, and it was dark, it was rugged, and it was lonely. But that is often the soil that the glory of God shines. That dark place, even as you heard through Pastor A.J., even that lonely place and cold place is the perfect place where God loves to display his glory. So his glory came, shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And here's the interesting thing. The revelation of God made them really uncomfortable again. They were in fear. The glory of God first, at first made them afraid, but now it's going to change and shift. Verse 13 and 14, and I'm skipping some in this story. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth... Peace among those with whom he is pleased. So first, the glory of God came to them, and now the angels are declaring and choosing to say, glory to God in the highest. Just like how you have, what you and I have done is choosing to give glory to God. And in that choice, peace of God comes. So the first glory is mentioned, and there's fear in the shepherds. But now the second glory is all about now peace. Here's the thing. The glory of God can never be separated with the peace in our hearts. We want the peace of God, but we don't want to grow in the glory of God. But if our hearts will grow in the glory of God, genuinely, genuinely wanting the glory of God, if that would happen, the peace of God will start to reign in our hearts. John Piper said this, a heart bent on showing the glory of God will know the peace of God of God. Our desire for the glory of God is the key for the peace of God in our lives, in our family, in our church, in our city. When I, I started ministry in, in um, doing youth ministry and did that about 10 years with my wife and when we first started, 
when I was preaching, it wasn't like a setting like this where people are engaged and they're excited to listen to word of God. No, no, no. I, I had some teenagers who were really angry to be there. Their parents made them. Some of them are uh, pastor's kids. and They just didn't care for me at all. So when I would preach, you know, like even, you know, sometimes, you know, you go to, uh, uh, you know, worship service where someone's preaching and it's not really good, but you kind of still nod and you pretend to take notes on your phone, but you're really zoned out, checking score, but you're still kind of there because you're adult because you want to show respect and kindness to the preacher. But these kids, no, none of that. No filter. They wouldn't just sleep. Few of them will start to nod their heads like this. And I'm not making this up. Just, and I go like, okay, you're saying my sermon sucks right now. So I was, I was always thinking, oh my God, how do I, how do I, how do I preach well? Because I really want to preach well. I really want to bless people. At the same time, I want to become successful in ministry. I don't know how to make this work. But my Mondays, after preaching, I'll work hard on the sermon. It wasn't peaceful at all. It would either be... One, the first emotion that, some, that I would feel is like, if I feel like it went really well, like I crushed it, it was good, it was great, there was no nodding, you know, they were all paying attention, so I was like, that, that's good. If I feel that way, I'll feel this pride coming into my heart, and the thing about pride is you cannot rest when there's pride, because even at home, the, one of the reasons why you and I can't rest because it's because of our pride, isn't it? If we're humble, we can rest, because it's lowly in heart, and low places are always safer, and safety comes with safety comes peace. So I would not be able to rest, and I was always I would always get in fights with my, or at least minor struggles of with intense fellowship with my wife. <laughs> and at first, I'll blame her, I'll be like, God, as a man of God, I, God, I, I worked so hard, and you know, like, why wouldn't she just give me rest? And I go like. Later after I pray and God would show me what I did, I'm like, oh, I was so mean. I was so mean. It was all about me, 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 me. And I'll try to rewind, rewind. Where did this come from? It came from that moment of pride. And then the other f- emotion that I'll go through is I'll have a horrible Monday. Because if I would bomb a sermon and I'll get a lot of these, you know, I go home, I'm like, God, uh, what am I doing? I should just quit. Go become a barista at a Starbucks or something. This is not working out for me. And I'll just be sulking, just be depressed. But here's the thing, right? Depression and self-grandiose fluctuates over time, doesn't it? It does. That's what I was going through. And God taught me something about the peace of God. He said, you want peace? I told him, God, I do. Learn to worship fast after you do ministry. You think ministry went well? Find the moment as soon as you get off the pulpit. Find a secret place between you and me. It might be 30 seconds to a minute, but go and worship me. So you shine the light that I've given you back to me, and you'll be safe. Give him glory. When it didn't work out as, as well as you like to have, still give me all the glory and watch what I do with the glory and the peace of God. So I started to practice that. And the fellowships that me and my wife had Monday became less intense and more joyful and more joyful. 
and it's still growing. That joy is still growing. It's just getting better. And I can say genuinely, our marriage is better this year than last year and the day before, 10 years ago, by the grace of God, by the grace of God. I thank God and I choose to, I'm choosing to do that even today and every time I do ministry. What I want to encourage all of us is this. This Christmas season, that we'll find the peace of God by choosing to give the glory to God. Let's look back on this year, 2021. Let's see what God has done. And if anything was good in your life, let's be quick to give him worship because the thing about you and me is we are horrible in handling success. We're not capable. We cannot handle glory, honor the way God can. So let's give him the glory. We can't handle it anyway. As I close, Psalm 61.3 is a verse that I love because when it comes to worship, this is what it says. The oil of gladness instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of spirit of despair. Garment of praise. Why is it a garment of praise? Because I think one of the reasons why as we meditate on it because it's something that you have to choose to wear. Even as you are showing up today, this, this evening, I hope no one dressed you. <laughs> that you dressed yourself. Some husbands are not nodding because, no, no, she dressed me. I said, honey, how does this look? Nope. But we choose to dress ourselves in the garments of praise. This Advent season, this Christmas, family, why don't we become the church that chooses to clothe ourselves with a garment of praise, to give him all the glory so that there be peace over our families and everything that we do, giving him all the glory. God, you've been good to us in our family. God, you've been good to our church because he has been. He has been amazing for us. And even if things didn't work out for you in 2021, remember that your father has sent his son for you. And that son bled and died for you and me. That should be enough for the rest of the eternity to give him all the glory. And that place will be peace. Glory in the highest and peace on those whom he is delighted with. Let's pray. Would you close your eyes? This evening, if you want to find peace and if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, here's a phrase within that verse that is interesting. Glory to the God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. He wants you to enter his peace. The son of God, he came, he died for your sin. But you got to enter into that place saying, Lord, I receive you as my savior, as my Messiah. Maybe you're here because someone invited you. They invited you because they loved you. They wanted you to hear this message and experience this moment. Most of all, the love of God. If you want to receive that, if you want to receive that peace, Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, do you raise your hand? Thank you. I see a hand. 
Anyone else? Thank you. I see that. In, I see that in back there as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Now pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for giving me peace. I want to live for you as you are my Lord and my Savior. I thank you. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Can we give glory to God?